Hi friends, welcome back to Sole Deo Gloria. I'm Gracie and with me today I have Lauren Turner. Say hi Lauren. Hey guys. <laughs> so I met Lauren at Antioch in the college ministry. I really don't remember how. I think we just like one time I saw you at the other end of a table yeah. at Encounter and I said I should just go say hi and right. be friendly and it was an instant <laughs> connection. Yes, honestly. And like hearing that you go to OBU too, like a lot of my friends go there. And so today, honestly, I don't have like a specific, I already told her this too, but like I don't really have a theme or like topic for today. So we're just going to see what happens. And I'm just going to ask her some questions and we're just going to hear from Lauren and about her faith and how um, we can just learn from the wisdom that Lauren has. So Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, did you have church when you were younger, schooling, all that stuff. Yeah, so I am Lauren. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, around that area originally. I grew up going to church. I was very blessed to be raised in a home where the Lord was very valued and more than just like going to church on Sundays, it was very much a part of our daily lives. Both of my parents are strong believers and led me and my siblings through that. I am the oldest of six kids and I was homeschooled growing up. And so through being homeschooled, my mom was able to incorporate a lot of scripture, Bible memorization, Bible reading into our curriculum and our daily lives, which I definitely credit to a lot of where I am today and even like biblical literacy and things like that for sure. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Um, <laughs> so where are you at school right now in your year and your major and yeah. all that stuff? I am currently finishing up my sophomore year as an accounting major at mm-hmm. Oklahoma Baptist University in Shawnee. I love it. It's been super sweet. And I'm excited to see what doors the Lord opens with that in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, just school. Right. And since we met at Antioch, how were you led to Antioch too? Especially because if you go to school in Shawnee, I know we talk about this, you always get that question. Like, why do you go to church in Norman? (laughs) Yeah. So my cousins were involved with Antioch in College Station when they were both pursuing their master's degrees at Texas A&M. And I think that was my first introduction into the Antioch movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remember, like, during COVID, my family and I, we would turn on Antioch Waco and listen to Jimmy Seibert yes. preach. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Just on Sundays, after we would listen to, like, our own church's live stream, we would just turn on Jimmy Seibert, which was super sweet, and I loved that very much. Um, my grandparents also live in College Station, Texas, and so I remember the summer before my freshman year of college, I was visiting them. And I just decided to go to Antioch one Sunday because I'd kind of heard about it and really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And through some digging, I don't really know what I was doing. I was just like looking around online one day and I found out that there was an Antioch in Norman. And then I like pulled up my maps. I was like, how far is Norman from Shawnee? Yeah. I was like 45 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> and so then I attended a service in like October of my freshman year. And pretty quickly, I met Robbie Dinbo, who's our college pastor, and Abby, she was Bennett then, now she's Abby Sapp, who is amazing. And they connected with me, got me plugged in, and shortly after that, I started attending a life group. But then it wasn't until October of my sophomore year, so just a couple of months ago, that I started coming to Antioch full-time and getting more plugged in with the college ministry. Yeah. And that's so, like, awesome, too, because today, it's Sunday right now, and she actually got to lead worship, so tell them a little bit about that, like, your, I don't know, like, background with music and, like, worship and all that jazz. Yeah, 
I started playing piano when I was seven. Um, I took lessons for about eight and a half years from a lady in our church who, she's amazing. She's really like my older sister. She was our family babysitter growing up and she would come over and like help my mom sometimes just with various things. Um, She worked as a receptionist at our church. Mm -hmm. And so she would just come over and teach me piano. And through that, um, she also taught me like how to do chords um, and things like that for playing worship music specifically because that was one thing that she felt like she had lacked when she was growing up and receiving piano instruction and so that was super sweet um, to hear that and then gradually when I was like 14 and 15 I picked up the guitar and the ukulele and then my freshman year of high school I guess I started leading worship with our student band for our youth group at my church Um, Fast forward to junior year of high school, I co-led our student band, and then my senior year, I led our student band in worship, which was super good. I loved, really loved doing that, and then I also had opportunities kind of through that to be a part of our rotation for like our Sunday morning worship team at my church. Wow. My junior and senior year, um, playing piano and singing, which was super fun, and it was something my mom was also involved in, and so that was really sweet to be able to do that with her and then just kind of as time went on I realized that I really had a heart for worship I had a chance to um, travel to Israel the summer before my senior year of high school and had some experience to more prophetic worship Mm -hmm. um, and look seeing what that looks like worship sets in a prayer room and having the opportunity to lead with a couple of very amazing guys that lead worship Mm -hmm. and that was such a gift to be able to partner with them and that and so then that also kind of sparked my interest and my desire for like intimate worship settings and so since then I've been able to cultivate that in some different ways but yeah really sweet that's awesome that you said that too because I even told like Lauren before just about like missions and how I felt like that was like something that I wanted to talk about but now I'm kind of like thinking like okay how has your heart for worship changed like you personally but also like talking about Israel like you got to lead worship in Tijuana, Mexico with the college ministry with Antioch. So how, I guess it's like a two-part question, like how has your heart for worship grown and how has God stretched you in that area? And then also how were you able to take that and use it in Tijuana? Yeah, I think um, from a heart of worship perspective, the Lord gradually has been just shaping my heart to where worship is for him and it's not for me Mm. and very much worship was something that I could kind of see as a way to like get attention for myself and so like I remember pretty vividly like the first time that I helped lead worship for our youth group on a Wednesday night and I was like this is amazing I could do this forever um but then gradually it just kind of having to like practice the humility to say like this is not to make my name great Um, This is to make the Lord's name great Mm -hmm. and just seeing kind of what that looked like as I went through. And that's been a continual process of just like walking in that humility and seeing what that looks like. Um, I had the opportunity, uh, like Gracie was saying, to lead worship in Tijuana Mm -hmm. with our college group, which was such an honor and such a joy to be able to do. Um, But also there were a lot of different people leading and it's very easy um, to compare to other people, especially like when my worship style doesn't look exactly like 
each of the other people and so for me especially in Tijuana comparison was something that I really struggled with and that I had to work through with the Lord for him just to say like no I appreciate your sacrifice and I appreciate the way that you worship me and you come before me and really just seeing the theme throughout the week of the Lord putting to death comparison yeah um, between one another just to say the enemy uses comparison to destroy unity and especially on that trip and I've seen it in our college group since then Mm -hmm. the Lord has just cultivated such a family spirit and such a unity within our group and just seeing the ways that the enemy doesn't want that to be the case Mm -hmm. and so I think for me just practicing that position of humility to say I may not be the best at this like I'm not gonna be the best at this but then recognizing like the honor that it is also to steward the presence of the Lord and get to lead people into that has been a lesson to learn but it's also yeah. been really sweet to walk through yeah that's so awesome um can you kind of just ex- tell them about like kind of what you told me that when you guys got back from Mexico like kind of just tell them about your week-long like trip and how you were able to work with the Lord and others through that comparison you can share as much or like as little as you want to yeah I think for me going into Tijuana I wasn't a hundred percent sure that I wanted to be there yeah (laughs) my family was doing some other stuff that week and so it was very much a step of obedience to walk out and know that yes like I know what we're about to do is good and I know it's going to be fruitful but I just had a really hard time seeing that um on our way and even like the first day or two that we were there of just fighting I guess even in that some comparison between kind of where I wanted to be and where I felt the Lord was calling me to be in that place and just kind of having to like tell myself over and over like God is good like he's kind he's opening these doors and like this is something for me to walk in Um, But also just to say, I don't know what this is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then pretty early on, I felt very much like all of these other people were bringing different things to the team. And it was so cool to watch them see that. But I got there and on the very first day, we're like going around Tijuana and having conversations with people on the streets. And like, I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) I don't know anything. Um... And gradually that kind of increased over yeah. over the course of the week. But it just felt like there was this language barrier and I wasn't able to be effective. And I remember like our first morning during team time, um, we were worshiping. And Robbie Denbo, our college pastor, came up to me and he said, I feel like the Lord um, just wants me to tell you like that he sees you and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And just like you don't have to be anyone else Mm. like he's created you like to be exactly who you need to be and you're here on purpose and you can do things that no one else can do and I remember he first told me that and I was like well duh like (laughs) yeah I know that thanks um but just being able to see throughout the course of the week how true that was and to see the faithfulness of the Lord to remind me in that Um, So as the week progressed, especially like Tuesday and Wednesday, there were just um, some great things that happened, some fantastic things that our team got to experience. Um, And through all of it, I just felt like there were pieces where it was like, oh, but I didn't feel that or oh, I didn't experience that. 
end up making me less than in a way yeah which is completely a lie of the enemy and the things that I was doing were so good yeah like so much that was where I needed to be like one day we went and we were serving food to some homeless people and so we had people that were like interacting with people from the streets and just witnessing like the the darkness and the heaviness that was there in that area and I was inside prepping food and washing dishes and I love washing dishes and I love prepping food and it was so much like that was a gift of the Lord to me to be able to do those things and serve them in that way but then we came back and there were all these people that were just feeling like bogged down by the heaviness of everything they'd experienced and I didn't feel that Mm -hmm. and I was just like Lord why don't I feel this like where is the burden on my heart and I feel like I'm missing something or I'm doing something wrong yeah and it was just clear that was not not from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to pray with Sarah Denbo, our college pastor, and pray with Jordan, one of my friends mm-hmm. there, just kind of through some of that and praying through discernment, um, but just to see throughout the course of the week of like, oh, okay, no, I'm in my place doing my thing that the Lord has equipped me to do, and there's position for me in that. And then these other people are doing the things that the Lord has uniquely gifted them to do. Yeah. Um, Our last night, I think this is like the most beautiful culmination of it all. Yeah. But we were in a prayer room in um, a red light district in Tijuana. And they had a few people that were going out to pray with women on the streets. And I think it was kind of this whole time. We knew it was coming. And I think everyone was kind of waiting of like, oh, am I going to get chosen to go out? Am I or like, am I not? And so I had found out pretty early Wednesday or Thursday morning that I wasn't going to be one of the ones going out. And so I had this time to process of like, okay, Lord, like why, like why not me? And the initial thought was like, oh, there's something wrong with me or I'm not spiritual enough Mm. to do those things. Mm. Um, Again, completely the enemy. Yes. But then the Lord just gently reminding me like, know your skill set like we need you and your role is valuable to be at the prayer room like worshiping and interceding yeah and once I was able to like claim that truth to say like no I'm not less valuable because I'm not going out it's just my position looks different that's good and realizing like the people that were going out needed our prayers behind them and like we needed to be praying for them and each person had like a unique role in that and then we came back that night and we're debriefing and there's another girl on our team who had like almost the exact same story of recognizing that she wasn't going and feeling bad about it at first and then realizing oh no my role here is intercession and my role here is prayer and worship and doing those things and so it was super sweet to just see the ways that the lord was kind of weaving all of these stories individually in our hearts to say no we're gonna put to death the lies of the enemy we're going to put to death this comparison and we're going to like walk in the freedom of being a family right and walk in the story that the lord is writing Mm -hmm. of unity and joy and being family yeah and that was so evident like just telling you guys listening that when they came back like jordan one of the friends that you prayed with, she literally said, like, you need to go to Tijuana if you're in this college group because, like, when we come back, there's, like, this weird bond, and it's just, like, we're not trying to leave people out, but you're just so bonded when you go on these trips. And, like, when you guys came back, I can, like, definitely say, because I went to a different trip over spring break with the OUBCM, and, like, when I came back, I was like, whoa, like, 
whoa, you know, like this bond is so incredible. Just like spending the week together, even being honest with people and stuff. And, um, I love how you just talked about like your positioning doesn't mean like you're less valuable. I think that's so cool. And so something that we talked about earlier this week on Thursday at the college night for Antioch, um, was about like open doors and stuff. And so kind of just talk about what's going on right now with closed doors and open doors. Cause I feel like that week, like the thing that I'm hearing and I'm getting from that is like God closed the door for you to go out, but he opened the door for you to learn so much about prayer and intercession and like getting alone and discerning the voice of God versus the enemy. So like kind of just talk about that right now. Um, Open doors, I feel like are a big thing. Open doors, opportunities and closed doors. um, It all kind of weaves back into this idea of trust. Yeah. And I feel like as much as I learn it once, I have to keep learning this idea of trust and trust is never, um, never something that we master yeah (laughs) and I was listening even to Zach Miller who's our youth pastor was talking last Sunday and he said you never outgrow surrender yeah and I feel like in the same way you never outgrow trust and trust and surrender go uh, hand in hand Mm -hmm. but specifically for me as I've been looking at open doors closed doors um, for like this summer I feel Mm -hmm. like it's very much been a journey of okay, we're going to like press on this and Lord, is this going to be an open door or is this going to be a closed door? Um, and things that have looked like closed doors have ended up being open doors and things that looked like doors that were wide open, um, have been closed. And so, um, I guess I'll just go back to like October. I was kind of just praying and asking the Lord what this summer would look like. And I know that is way far in advance um this is the planner in me that was like okay it's october i need to know what the summer looks yeah like before i even knew what the spring was going to look like right um, but that's okay and so i was just asking the lord lord like what do you have for me and what does this look like i spent my summer last summer with worldview academy which is a christian servant leadership and apologetics camp mm-hmm. for teenagers and i adored it i had the best time I absolutely loved the people that I was on staff with and getting to disciple teenage girls all summer Mm -hmm. filled me up so much. And so that was such a joy and I was really excited about the thought of doing that again. Um, But as I was kind of praying, I felt the Lord was closing that door a little bit and he was asking me to even just assess my motives in why I wanted to go back. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I realized that there was a part of me that was really wanting to go back to like see people that I'd been on staff with and Mm -hmm. to staff with them again, which don't get me wrong, is fantastic. But if my motive in that is just to like build my own kingdom and to build like my own friendships, that's not the purpose of it. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to be in a place where I could say, no, I'm really excited about like pouring into girls and spreading the kingdom. And so about fall break time I was just praying through and asking the Lord said okay Lord like whatever you want me to do um if you want me to go somewhere I'll go and begrudgingly I remember saying Lord like if you want me to stay I'll stay and whilst for some people like the idea of just like staying home and doing whatever like is comfortable and easy um that's not really the case for me like I would rather just go (laughs) yes Um, I agree very much like I only have so many years in college. I have only so many free summers Mm -hmm. and I want to make the most out of them. And so like, sure, you want me to go to a remote country for a month? Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or go spend uh, nine weeks like staffing camp, like volunteering. Let's do it. Like I'm so down. And so just in that, I was like, 
okay, God, I don't really know what this looks like, but I just need you to open doors um, for what it's going to mean for me to stay. And so I felt a lot of peace on staying. And then, I don't know, probably like a week later, I got an email. My dad got an email from the pastor of the church that I grew up in, which is not the church that my family is currently at. Yeah. Um, saying that they were taking a trip to Kenya and we're looking to lead a worship conference there and like teach pastors how to lead worship. And they were wanting to know if my dad and I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, God, this feels very much like an open door. Like, let's go. Yeah. And so we kind of like went through some of that and we're looking at that. And then so this is like November. And then in January, I got to spend some time with people that I had been staffing with um, last summer, which was so fun and kind of sort of like sparked something in me of like oh wait I love camp and I can love camp just for the kids and also like these friendships I don't need to see them all the time to maintain them that's good and so that was kind of happening and then on my way home I got a text from my dad that Kenya was canceled (laughs) and I was like okay well guess that's a closed door yeah um but even in that I was just kind of praying and asking the Lord what he wanted me to do and that was when he um put Tijuana back on my heart because I wasn't going to go to Tijuana and so then after that I ended up signing up to go to Tijuana which was such a gift I'm so glad I got to do that yeah Um, looking back and then the day after I got home my staff director from camp called me and said hey just checking in and wanted to know what your summer looks like because we'd love to have you on staff and we haven't seen an application. And I told her, well, I wasn't going to staff because (laughs) I just didn't have a lot of peace about that. But like, if you need someone for a week or two, let me know. Yeah. And she said, okay, we'll get back to you. Um, and so there are just kind of a lot of other things that were happening and I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah. And then in February, I just reached out to her and said, Hey, kind of like, what are you thinking? And she was like, well, we have, like, this two-week spot if you want it. And I said, great. Like, let's do two weeks. And after the first time talking with her was when I, like, began to get excited for the idea of camp again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, for me, I have a lot of confirmation and a lot of peace in knowing a decision is the right thing when I'm excited about it and I'm at peace with it. And so I was excited. And I was like, okay, like, maybe there's something here. And it was, like, the first time I'd been excited for camp. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So then I called her back in February. I said, yeah, I'll do that two-week spot. And then she texted me back, like, 30 minutes later and said, okay, I just talked to our camp director, and he wants to know if you would do the last four weeks of the summer, which is the last half. And at first I was like, well, I guess I'm not opposed, but, like, let me think about (laughs) it. Let me pray about it. And so then... um, was just kind of processing through and walking through and it was just kind of actually processing through a lot of fear yeah and I realized like the Lord kind of highlighted that to me because I was very apprehensive uh saying yes to the four weeks and I was just fearful that it wouldn't look like last year Um, Mm -hmm. and I had this such a great memory of it that it was like oh I don't want to ruin the image that I have of it in my head and also um yeah, just being fearful that, like, my motives were wrong and being fearful that, like, I was going to miss out on something yeah. that happened at home. And so I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, what do you think? Like, what should I do? Because I had the option to do the two or I could do the four. And she was like, well, why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you do it? Like, this seems to make sense. And it checked a lot of other boxes. Yeah. Um, it made more practical sense to do the four. And she was like, it sounds like you're operating out of a place of fear. Mm. And 
she's like what are you gonna miss like do you know if things that you're gonna miss if you say no and I was like no but she said well that's fear (laughs) you don't know and you're gonna make a decision off of something that might happen right you don't know of like that's fear Mm. and so um it really felt like for me and that the faith step was saying yes and so I did and I'm super excited about it and really glad to be able to do that now Um, but even in having just like that obedience to say okay I think it's a stay and then opening it back up to say okay maybe this actually was an open door that I thought was a closed door right um, that's leading into there's a chance I might be going to Poland in June mm-hmm. um and that's just kind of a door that's like cracked open sort yeah. of and so we're waiting to see if it opens all the way or if it closes but I'm just excited to see what the Lord is going to do and it's really cool to see what he does when we just like walk Right, him in that place of surrender and saying, all right, here's my open hands. Like, I'm trusting that you're going to arrange the details. Yeah. um, Regardless of me. Right. So, like, this, this, like, as you're talking about this, it's making me think of, like, we had the BCM banquet on Friday, and one of the seniors, Elizabeth Schroeder, she gave this really good analogy. And, like, it was kind of funny just for, like, a fun little short video, but I just sat there and I was like, whoa, wait a second, that was really good. She talked about how, like, when you hold a pin and you, like, have a really, like, tight grip on it and someone tries to yank the pin from you, it's going to hurt so badly because you're holding on so tight. But if you're just, like, open-handedly and the pin is just placed on there and someone takes it, it's not going to hurt. And she was talking about how the pin is, like, our plans and, like, like, holding our plans. And sometimes God doesn't want us to be there, so he takes it away. And it's a lot easier when we're not holding on to, like, our ways, our plans, our desires. And, like, if we're just living open-handed and just doing whatever like the Lord places on us, it's going to be a lot easier if he closes that door and takes the pin away. Mm -hmm. So like with that being said, how have closed doors, like those hurts, I guess, like earthly hurts, how have you been able to take those to God and be like spiritually filled and like, like healed from that, you know, Mm -hmm. because it does hurt like when you get closed doors sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was something that I didn't process for a while. And I think as of late, closed doors haven't hurt as much. Right. Um, because I really do feel like it is that idea of when you're living with open hands, it doesn't hurt. Um, but I yeah. know, like, looking back to even just, like, around COVID, um, I don't know. I really don't like talking about COVID. But yeah. it's a reality. <laughs> so um, when it first hit, was, like, my senior year of high school. And so there were just a number of things that I didn't get to do. And so um, those are, like, a lot of closed opportunities yeah um and even like I was supposed to staff like the same camp that summer and it didn't happen and I was just supposed to do a lot of other things that didn't get to happen yeah which is fine and the Lord was so faithful and so good to like provide for me in the midst of those things but it was hard and I remember when I first started coming to Antioch and I started meeting with Jordan who's been discipling me like our very first time that we met we're just kind of processing through some of that and she shared with me the verse in proverbs that said a hope deferred makes the heart sick mm. but um like fulfillment is a tree of life or something like that i'm yeah. misquoting the verse but it's in proverbs <laughs> you can look it up um but anyway we were just talking through some of that and she was just saying like take it to the lord like it's okay and i realized i had kind of held up mm. these things And, like, in my heart, I believed this lie that God was going to let me down at some point. Or, like, he kind of sets things in front of me to take them away. Mm. And as I've 
walked with the Lord in like the last year since then I've really just like learned to see his heart for us and like that is not at all the character of our father right and um even just lately like there have been a lot of pieces that have moved and a lot of transition that's been initiated in my life and a lot of people that are leaving yeah and um the Lord very kindly gave me a warning about that um, and I, I didn't realize that's what it was at the time but as I've been able to walk through those things and to say okay Lord actually like I will give you control and that's scary to say of yeah. like okay Lord like it's fine if I have no control like that freaks me out and um so I did and then it was just kind of like some pieces moved and I said oh okay this is what it looks like for me to recognize that I'm not in control and so I think when I recognize that I'm not in control and can lean into like trusting the Lord yeah and recognizing like how great his love is for us and the heart of him as a father Mm -hmm. say like I'm good and I want the best things for you yeah when I got to a place of being able to recognize that and seeing who he is and seeing him like truly for who he is and seeing him rightly it makes the closed doors so much easier that's because, true like, while it hurts like it does hurt because we're human and we have these desires and these lungs that we want fulfilled um in all of these things when I get to look back and say okay that didn't happen um for example I was supposed to go to uh, Africa last summer and my trip got canceled a week before I was supposed to go Oh my gosh. Um, but then in that, I ended up getting to stay on at camp all summer, which I wasn't planning to do. Yeah. And just even like leading up to that, I felt like the Lord had taught me enough things like in preparation for my trip that it was fine if I'd never gone mm-hmm. and felt very, very clearly like it's okay. And like the things that I got to do for the rest of my summer were really good and really sweet. But then even when we were in Tijuana, um, I had the opportunity to share the gospel with this large crowd of people. Mm-hmm. And as part of my preparation for my trip to Africa from the year before, we'd had to do this like gospel storying practice thing where we yeah. sat in like a two-day seminar, like learning how to tell this like 10-minute long gospel presentation. And I definitely don't remember all of it. <laughs> and I did not use it all in Tijuana. But right. there were pieces of it that I was able to pull in to make it... Mm a more clear story and just being able to see the Lord's faithfulness in like those building blocks yeah. that led me to where I was able to share the gospel with people who maybe had never heard it before in a right. way that makes it like understandable for them. Uh-huh. And so even in that moment, it was like this full circle of seeing the Lord's faithfulness, even in what looked like it was a closed door. Yeah. Saying, okay, we're just redirecting. Here's the close here's what you're going to do with this time instead. And I have like students that I met in the last half of camp that I still keep in touch with. And it's just crazy to me to think that I wouldn't have met them. Yeah. Um, And then to even go like one step further and say, okay, Lord, like these foundational pieces that you were laying in my life, I didn't know it then, but you were using that and like redeeming that loss Mm -hmm. even here. Yeah. That's so good. And just to kind of like, since we kind of are out of time now, but I like everything you said, I feel like it is so intentional and like flows so well together, like starting from like the heart of worship and just learning how like to worship through and like make it for the glory of God. And then like open doors, closed doors and all of that. Like what would be your one 
big piece of encouragement to people who feel called like to worship Mm -hmm. and also to those encouragement to those who are experiencing like closed doors yeah um i think one thing would just be like kind of as a disclaimer like i don't have this all figured out yeah like this sounds like i've kind of like mastered the art of trust and it's not true and yeah there's so many times like even last night i was like laying in bed and praying and the lord was like lauren do you trust me on this like do you trust my heart for you in this and i was like oh yes like yes i do and he's like okay like wait on my wait on my timing and it was just like over and over like the scene where like jesus is asking peter like do you love me and the lord was just asking me like do you trust me and he said wait on my timing um wait on my plans and like wait on my hand to move and i was like okay so let that be known that (laughs) i do not have this all figured out and i struggle with trust still Mm -hmm. continually um for those who feel called to the heart of worship Mm -hmm. um called more specifically into that i would just say find a way to get plugged in Um, whatever that looks like, if you have avenues to do that at your church, do that. I remember like my junior year of high school, I reached out to our worship pastor and just like, Hey, I would be interested in like playing piano on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And there was kind of a bit of a process and that was definitely a step of courage because I was like, I don't know. He might say no. Right. Um, but it was good. And it led to some other opportunities flowing out of that. Right. And then, um, yeah, just like seek the Lord because honestly, the heart of worship is so much of an overflow of who we know God to be. And I think that's one of the things that I've really recognized over the last year mm-hmm. is like worship is just our response to who God is and what he's done. Yeah. And if you don't actually know who God is or you don't truly believe who God is and you haven't been able to see the things that he's doing in your life, then you're going to miss it. Yeah, that's And so true. worship can't be as genuine. And so I think that would just be one thing too, is like pursue the Lord, like pursue his heart for you. And if you don't know what that looks like, just ask him, say, Lord, like reveal your heart to me, like show me who you are because he's faithful to do that. Yeah. And don't like listen to who the world says God is just like give yourself some time, find a quiet place by yourself and just say, okay, Lord, like show me who you are. And then you can wait and listen or open up your Bible and just like turn like the character of God is so ingrained on every single page. Like in every single story, there's aspects that you can learn about the heart of God for you. And so once we are able to see that and see him, like when I come before him in worship, it's just like, Mm -hmm. you're worthy. And I just feel like every time I've been praying lately, it's like, Lord, you're so good and you're so kind. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that and I know like your goodness and your kindness and your faithfulness towards me no matter what my circumstances look like yes so find some ways to get plugged in but most importantly pour into your relationship with the lord Mm -hmm. and let him reveal his heart to you yeah um i think the second one was like closed doors yeah just encouragement for someone that's maybe experiencing like a bunch of closed doors right now um i think i would say something very similarly of get to know the lord's heart for you yeah and see the ways that he is sovereign Mm -hmm. and like once again once you can understand like the father heart of God and the way that he's like good and kind to us, it makes the closed doors more palatable. Like it doesn't make yeah. it easy by any means, but it's to say, okay, Lord, I know you are good and you're kind in this yeah, and your heart for me is good. And the things that you're wanting to do are for my benefit. And like, I don't want to rush that. And I don't mm. want to, um, 
I don't want to force something that's not meant to be forced. Yeah. And so I think Gracie had shared like the analogy of the pen earlier and something yeah. the Lord was just walking me through, um, like February of this year. Um, but he was just saying like, if you're having to hold on so tightly to something to make it happen, then it's probably not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're afraid that it's going to just all fall apart, if you open your hands up, then maybe it just needs to fall apart because mm. it's not of the Lord. Dang. And um, that was really hard yeah. for me to hear. And I was like, okay, Lord, you're right. Um, but I would just encourage you to just come before the Lord and surrender and say, like, Lord, show me what your heart is in this matter. Yeah. And again, like, open scripture. Like, in, even in the Gospels, you can see, like, the heart of Jesus towards the people around him. And in the Psalms, you can see how the Lord is faithful yeah. to be one who renews and he's our rock and our fortress. Um, and he fills us. He satisfies our desires with good things. Right. And we are just people that he's chosen to use, like vessels that he's chosen to use for his glory. Yeah. And he's so kind to us in the ways that he makes it all work together. Yeah. Even when we can't see what it looks like. Man, that is so good. Even I'm just sitting here, like, mouth wide open, smiling, like, wow. <laughs> like, this is so good. I've learned so much. I hope you guys have learned that are listening. And, Lauren, if people have, like, questions or just even want to reach out and, like, talk to you or, like, yeah. anything, how can they reach out to you? Like, social media or however. Like, what's your handles For and stuff? Sure. <laughs> um, my Instagram is lnt510. Um, kind of off and on on Instagram. Yeah. But then feel free to like email me. My email, you can be, it's like Lauren period Turner at okbu.edu. There you go. All right, guys. Now you can email her. And of course, my Instagram is at Gracie underscore Woody. Again, off and on Instagram. I just look it up on Safari. So we'll try to catch your DMs, but please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions um, or just want to have someone pray over he- over you thank you lauren for yeah. talking and Thanks being so open <laughs> this was so fun and i love you guys so much i'll see y'all next week bye